You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. What is happening? It's on the You're listening to the AME Radio Show. Yay! Welcome to the AME Radio Show, the show that is the voice of artists and entertainers everywhere. I'm your host, Jason Dowd. We've got a great show for you guys today. We have two great guests coming on that are part of the brand new movie on Lifetime called My Mom's Letter from Heaven. We're going to be talking to them about the roles. We're going to get into the movie and what it's all about. And honestly, it's a really amazing movie. I think you guys are going to really love this. It's not your typical Lifetime movie, and I think that's going to be something special, especially if you've ever gone treasure hunting or you've gone looking through stuff that you bought, like let's say a book at a used bookstore and stuff falls out of it. You know you know how that makes you feel. Well, that's a, that's pretty much how this movie is, but it's actually about a a letter that is found from a mom and it goes and gets returned to the uh to the rightful recipient. And I think this is going to be a lot of fun to watch and you're not going to want to miss this movie. And it comes out this weekend Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's uh that's this Saturday 4:20 and it will be on the Lifetime Network. Okay, so what I'm going to talk to you guys right now about, because we don't have a lot of time to talk, is we're going to be going over some of this SEO stuff that we were talking about a couple weeks ago, and uh, how to get more traffic and how to get more attention to your stuff. Well, one of the things that I'm going to tell you right now is uh, that you really need to do is content. And in terms of content, what people don't necessarily do is they don't update their website often. Or when they do, they put up everything in a, in a, in a picture format. Now, here's the thing. Pictures, can they look great on the website, but they cannot be read. The text on that cannot be read by spiders and robots that come to your website. So if there's no text on there, they don't know what your website's about. If they don't know what your website's about, they're automatically going to drop you a little bit in the rankings. Most people somehow adapt a blog to their website or they build their websites in place in things like Joomla or WordPress, which are content management systems. And what these allow you to do is create content, keep it up there, but keep adding content to your website. And that's a great thing to have if you're if you have a website because you want fresh content, you want to get out there and make yourself known. And you know, by writing articles about the things that you are actually promoting on your website. Uh, a service or something like that. It, that more information you put up, it establishes you as a uh, as an expert. And when you establish yourself as an expert, it makes people want to to believe you. They will believe you more because you're promoting content that is quality content for them to see. So you got to remember, your website is kind of like an office. You know, when you when you're not there, somebody's got to be there to talk for you, and that's that's what this website does. It allows people to come on your website at one o'clock in the morning when you're sleeping, and you're still able to talk to talk to them and sell them through the stuff that you have on your site, whether that be an article, whether that be things that are um, you know important for people to know, even if it's not written by you, but you can share it. Um, you know, have a good quality website where people can find things and navigate too easy, like we talked about last time. This is very important. And the more times that you bring Google robots or Bing robots or anything like that or spiders to your website, that means that you're going to get a higher ranking because there's new, fresh content out there. Trust me, it works. It's a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. It is a lot of work. And there are things that we're going to be talking about in the next couple of weeks, too, about SEO on these particular um websites too, like plugins and how to make sure that your your website is search engine optimized. But th- this is just some of the, the foundation stepping stones that we're going through. So you'll learn how to build a, a quality site for yourself and get the content out there and get the results that you're looking for without having to break the bank. But I'm going to tell you one thing though. It's, you only get out what you put into it. And we're going to be going over that a little bit because that's another one of my topics that I think are very important. So, again, what we've covered so far is design. 
and how design can really make or break your website and, and determine how long somebody's going to be on your website. And then today we covered content, which is important because it establishes you as a um, as an expert. It gives them some a reason to stay there longer. It gives them a reason to read. And when you update your content, you get the uh, the benefit of having Google and Bing and all these other website uh, crawlers come in and index your site and help you get a better ranking in their search engine platforms. And now next week we're going to be coming up with something else. I'm going to be talking to you how to basically optimize your content that you have so that way it makes it more efficient for these robots along the way. Okay, uh, that's all I got for you right now. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have our first guest on the line. Her name is Karen Holness, and she is uh, a part of Mom's Letter from Heaven. And you've seen her on Hallmark uh, Chronicles Mysteries. You've seen her as Lisa Doolittle on Dr. Doolittle 4 and 5 and the 100 and so much more. So we're, we're going to be right back with her. Don't go anywhere. You're not going to want to miss this. We'll be right back after this. I'm Gladdy, the dachshund, the face of Gladdy's goodies. Are you worried about your pet's health? My parents were too, especially since I developed pancreatitis. They couldn't find any treats I could eat, so they made some. Our natural treats are healthy for all dogs, with and without health issues. We have lots of delicious flavors like chicken, turkey, salmon, sweet potato, beef, and more. With our homemade treats, you won't worry about the contents because they have no chemicals, fillers, or bad ingredients. Go to gladdiesgoodies.com now to get your fur friend a bag and pick them up some swag while you're there. You'll be glad you did. Remember, we have the treats and swag to make their tails wag. Again, that's gladdiesgoodies.com. Again, that's gladdiesgoodies.com. Hey guys, it's Michael Campion. I play Jackson Fuller on Fuller House, and you're listening to AME Radio. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm really excited about this edition that we have because we are bringing on two actresses from a brand new Lifetime movie called Mom's Letter from Heaven. And it is going to be an amazing story, and it's going to warm your heart. I know it is because it's happened to me, and I'm going to get into that in a little bit. But our first guest from the show is Karen Holness, and she is playing uh, Maggie Malone on the on this uh, particular uh, movie. And we're going to be talking to her about so much that she's been doing in, in not only her own career but also this movie. You're gonna you're gonna hear her. You're gonna hear the story from her her side of the from her perspective and her character and what it was like to play the character. So we're gonna have a lot of fun with this. And uh, you've also seen uh, Lisa on Doctor Doolittle uh, four and five as she played Lisa Doolittle, which is really cool because I love the Doolittle. So this is a lot of fun to talk to her about that as well. And she's also been on Hallmarks, Chronicle Mysteries, and she's on the One Hundred. So welcome to the show, Karen. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? I'm great, too. It's it's really fun to be able to talk to you. I love talking about these movies. I'm addicted to Lifetime movies, um, and I you know, and I think they're so much fun. And uh, this is going to be a lot of fun to talk to you about, uh, about uh, your role and, of course, this movie. And I, this one really does have a special meaning for me, which we'll, we'll talk about in a few minutes. But, um, you know, thank you for coming on. My pleasure. I'm I'm so happy to be here and promoting this fabulous little movie. Well, I think you know what I like to what I like to do uh, in my show here is learn about my guests because you know your story is obviously a success story, or you would not have been in in any movies or television things or anything like this. And I know that you know there are <laughs> other people that that wanted to, to pursue their dreams. So you know I like to be able to hear how you got there, what makes it you know how you got what makes it interesting for you. And, um, you know, learn a little bit about you, because I think your story might help inspire somebody out there to either follow their dreams, whether it be an actor or actress or musician or, you know, go into business. So, you know, if you can do it, I know they can do it, too. So tell me a little bit about how you got into being an actress. What made it so special for you? You know, I was always really attracted to uh, performing arts. I actually come from a family of storytellers, and um, uh, I was born in a small town in Jamaica, and moved to Toronto when I was five-ish. But, you know, we didn't actually have a TV um, in the in the country. And so 
around, you know, dinner times and um, other, you know, family get-togethers. It was really about people telling stories of their, I don't know, something that happened that day. And uh, my father in particular was a very expressive man. He loved to tell a story and be the center of attention. He would act out all the roles. And so it was, I guess, maybe in my blood to begin with, you know, and just seeing how he was able to um, light up a room mm-hmm. um, uh, and really entertain people was, was also um, something that appealed to me. Um, I was a little bit shy, um, I guess, growing up. And started out dancing. My my mom put me in um, at the local dance school and loved that because also song and dance is a big part of our uh, culture. Um, yeah, and then graduated into going to professional dance school by the time I was 15. And then I also transferred to uh, performing arts high school in my senior year. And then moved on to American Academy of Dramatic Arts, and then just have been taking lots of lessons and uh, working in many different areas within the performing arts um, field um, up into the movie Chicago. Uh, that was uh, the Oscar-winning movie. That was quite exciting to yes. have all of you know um, acting, singing, dancing come together in one project, and and to be working with the, the caliber of stars in that movie was just very, very exciting. You know, you said something yeah. very interesting in there, and I've, I seem that the, the, I seem to see that this is a common thing among actors and actresses is that they're shy. And it, you know, I'm shy. I was mm. very shy myself. And in fact, even when I go outside, I, you know, I look at the ground, and you know, that's just the way I am. How do you overcome that? How did you manage to overcome that and perform in front of so many people? Oh my gosh, it's such a loaded question. Um, I feel like. When I look back to see what I have done, so my examples of things that I've already overcome um, helps to motivate me and give me the confidence that I can still go forward. But I feel like all the nerves are still there, actually, you know, um, and, and, I, and I still get nervous. And we have a saying in the industry, you get nervous because you care. Mm. You care to True. do well, you know. Um, so... I feel like it's still it's still a challenge. Um, I still have to rise above uh, whatever nerves or butterflies I'm feeling in order to do my best work. And I just feel like at this point, it's just part of it. It's just part of the mix. It's like, oh, hello, there you are, Mister Nerves. Yeah, <laughs> you would show up because this this actually means a lot to me, and um, and I want to do really well. So I figured you'd show up here. And, and I just sort of embrace the fact that that's always going to be part of it and forge forward and know that I've done it before and, um, uh, and, and have the confidence to just jump in first, no matter how scary that is. <laughs> Yeah, that's how you get in a pool, yeah. right? You got to just jump in feet first yeah. and, and freeze for a second, but it's worth it in the end. Yeah. And I do, I actually, you know, I, I, I have a lot of tools. That I, that I use within, you know, the craft of acting that I learned through the different teachers I've acquired along the way. So, so there's, like, there's definitely different tools, you know, um, to, to, to latch on to when approaching the work, uh, the acting work, um, that help to really give you the confidence that you, you are able to do a good job. So I, I really like having a solid base to work from, a solid technique, yeah. Mm, that's really cool. And it is, it is, it's mm-hmm. inspiring to know that you can overcome it. You just got to do it. You can't let the nerves get in your way. And, you know, that's, that's kind of helped me. Um, it, it hindered me for a while, too, you know, because I, I wouldn't go out there because yeah. I was shy. And, and I've been able to overcome it myself. In fact, I wouldn't be doing this radio show if I didn't, <laughs> you know, but still, right. you know, you exactly. do it, you can't overcome it, but there's little tricks and it's always, it's always nice to, to hear how people overcome it because this is very common in, in, in our society. And, and it's not only just with actors and actresses and people in the arts, it's also in people in business too. Sometimes they just, they, they have a hard time going out there making a sale because they're shy and, Absolutely. Um, you know, and, it's tough. And, and yeah, people in business and also in sports. Yeah. I mean, that's why all golfers have a psychologist that's listed, like, <laughs> you know, um, because they have to, there are things that they have to get over in themselves in order to really perform to the best of their ability. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's all of that. And, and 
I would say that of all the actors that I work with, all of my peers, they're, they, they all still have their, their nerves and then their tools to deal with it. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know? And, and yes, I think, I think the, the, the passion to, um, to really do it well can help you rise above, um, um, the nerves that will stop you. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. So, you were in a pretty cool movie here yeah. coming up, and I'm really excited to be able oh, to talk to you about I'm this because so this is, excited. this is, mm-hmm. I believe that this can truly happen, and it, it has happened to me, but let's talk about the plot of the story. I, we don't want to give it away. We want to, we want to just give them enough that they're going to want to watch this. So, tell me a little bit about what the movie is. Oh, wow. Uh, I'll say that when I first opened this the, the screenplay and started reading it, um, within 10 pages, I was hooked. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's such a beautiful story. And I love that this is a kind of story that has a long reach. When I read it, I just thought, my goodness, there's going to be people out there who this, this movie has the potential to change somebody's life, to turn somebody around because they might identify with some of the characters and some of the challenges um, that Jordan's character is is going through, you know. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a very dear story to my heart, for sure. Mm. Now, uh, and then, as far as plot, I'm not really sure what to say because I don't want to give anything away, but I mean, my mother's letter from heaven. Um, yeah, so there's a, a teenage daughter who... Um, who has lost her mom, and clearly there's a letter that comes along, and, and it's actually my character, Maggie Malone, who, who uh, finds the letter in an old, um, well, I won't give that away, <laughs> finds the letter, and, um, and, and is able to get it back to um, uh, Jordan's character. Hmm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and I think it, it actually it changes her trajectory, um, which is a, a wonderful thing sure. within the story. What this, yeah, what this story is about. And and I will add that it's it's. I really love being a part of the storytelling process, especially when I can make movies that are meaningful and could possibly touch and change lives. So, so this definitely is a movie that means a lot to me. It was similarly to. Um, playing in uh, Flight 93, which was um, about 09-11, and I actually happened to be in uh, Manhattan for 09-11. So, so to be cast in that movie as well, playing a real-life person um, and, and knowing that I have a responsibility to represent her and her family and all the people who went through this was also something very dear to me um, and, and meant a lot to be part of stories like this that really can can touch and change people. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's absolutely true. And and uh, before we get into any of this cuz I know this is what we're what we're talking about now, I had the same thing happen to me, but I was kind of warned about it and it was really cool because I went up in 90, 1998 to Connecticut and my grandmother was very sick and she said right before I left, she goes, "Jason, she goes, this is probably going to be the last time we see each other alive." She goes, I, you know, I'm not feeling good." Oh my goodness. And I kind of knew that. And she goes, um, look, she goes, when I, when, when I pass away, she goes, there is a letter for you behind your picture, uh, your first grade picture on my bureau. She goes, in it, there's some money, but she goes, there's a, there's a letter. I want you to read it. And she goes, it's, it's very important that you do. I'm like, okay, no problem. And, you know, that was a hard, that was a hard conversation. Wow. And I did know that I, I, left, I had a feeling, I got feeling that she wasn't going to make it much longer. And she did pass away about six months later. And what was really yeah. funny was when I went up there, I completely forgot about the letter. Okay, so I went up and oh two, my goodness for her funeral. So I went up in two thousand eight, and I started looking. And my grandfather was just being really hesitant because he didn't like you know secrets. He didn't like that she would do something like this. So I wasn't allowed in the room. Mm. And ironically, he passed away in November, and all her stuff, all those pictures, came back to me just this past weekend. Sure enough, there it is. Whoa! So it's took oh. it's taken me twenty years. But I got the letter, and you know that just makes me feel good because it's my grandmother's voice from so long, and you know it it it, oh it does God. it does make it special for that person, 
and it makes it real. And, you know, it, it just shows you that they're never gone. And I can always look at these letters and, and hear her voice. And that's special. Wow. And I think I think that's what made this movie so special to me because I can hear my grandmother's voice and I can I know that that character can hear the voice of that loved one, and that's touching. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> Just this weekend, you said? Just this weekend, I got it last Friday. And so. and what did she say? Oh, basically, you know that she was proud of me and, and she she missed you know she's going to miss the times that we're going to have together but she knew that you know I was on a good good track and I would be able to do whatever I set my mind to and she always closed out every every time I talked on the phone she always said you know um Jesus loves you so do I and I will see you again in heaven someday and that's exactly how she how she uh left it like that and I was like wow that's really cool you know cuz I mean I always hear that and every oh, time I hear yeah. that it's special I smile and you know I can I, sometimes I tell it to other people too you know, um, because it's something that always comforted me. And, and I know that I'll see her again one day. And I, I could still feel her in, alive in my heart, too. You know, people are never gone. They're just not exactly in physical form. But as long as you keep their, exactly. their spirit alive and you keep the memories alive in your heart, they live on and they are very healthy and happy with you. So, you know, mm-hmm. things you learned along the way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. Wow, incredible. <laughs> what a great story. Isn't it? I love star- I just love stories yeah. like this. So this is one I definitely have to watch because I definitely want to see if I have the same reaction as the characters do mm-hmm. and everything else. Now, tell me a little bit about your character, Maggie Malone. What is her relationship to um, the, char- the main characters in the story, that the, the, the girl that gets the letter? Well, she doesn't know them at all, actually. Really? Um, and she's at a certain place in her life, too, and she sees this letter, she's like, oh, my goodness, I, I think I know what I'm holding here. And so then she goes on a mission um, asking around uh, different people and, 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 well, can't give too much away. But, um, yeah, she eventually is able to find the, the Zoe that the letter is written to mm-hmm. and, um, and give it to her. So, so yeah, in a way, I feel like a little bit of the heroine of the story, uh, <laughs> a bit that I'm able to, you know, I'm the one that actually facilitates the letter getting into the, the hands of Zoe. Um, yeah, uh, I was going to uh, mention something else, too. Um, oh, it slipped my mind. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm, <laughs> I feel a little bound because I'm not sure what to say because that won't give too much away, but... Uh, I love this character, Maggie Malone, and um, she does not know um, Zoe and her dad beforehand, but then she gets to know them very well. Yeah. What were some of the favorite char- <laughs> uh, characteristics of your character that you that you just really embraced? Um. Oh, that she was. Uh, she, well, Maggie's a bookstore owner, um, so she she has she's very knowledgeable, mm-hmm. um, and I think and really compassionate. And driven to do the right thing here, so so I kind of resonate with um, that aspect of Maggie, those aspects of Maggie, uh, for sure. Did this particular movie make you want to just go and dump every book that you have, or in any any like you know uh, used bookstore open to see if anything falls out or anything like that? You know, I saw I saw this one lucky guy went up and bought a five dollar painting at a yard sale turns out the picture on top of it was only they they put another frame over another picture which happened to be a real life van gogh so you know he he made what? he made millions so it's like you know stuff like this makes me want to just open up things and explore things and see if there's something more than just the cover of a book or a little box that you see did that make you do the same thing Oh, um, you know what i haven't thought of it but now i feel like i want to run out and <laughs> open some books and <laughs> peek behind some pictures um yeah no i haven't i i it oh you know oh, this is what i was gonna i was just remembering um that this movie you, you know it, it it translates to a lot of people i went to do adr which is when you go in and you dub your own voice mm-hmm. um in the studio and there's two um very you know kind of macho guys the engineers that are in the studio two big men 
And and they were like, we love this movie. It's so great. <laughs> so I was uh, I was touched. I'm like, wow. Okay, so it's not just you know, uh, uh, women are the very compassionate people uh, with with big hearts that are going to be touched by this movie. It it really does transcend. And I have one other small um, one other small story about when we don't know our reach within the storytelling process and this movie-making process, um, there was a gentleman that uh, was in my book. to see him from time to time. we just say hello. And then one time, I was busy doing some stuff uh, in the common area, and, and he was there as well. And he goes, you know what? I have to thank you. And I was like, huh? Like, we've never really, you know, said more than hello. And I was like, for what? And he said, well, when I moved in here, I was just getting out of a divorce. And, you know, I live in a small one-bedroom. And um, my daughter didn't love coming to spend time with me, my young daughter. I think she was maybe six at the time. Um, but then she saw you and recognized you from the movies that you did. Mm-hmm. And then she was happy to come over because she thought, oh, Daddy lives in a cool building with actors. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and yeah, so it was one of those things again where you don't know your reach when you're making these these movies and who's going to see it and who's going to be impacted. And so I that that just makes me over the moon excited for this movie and the impact that it could possibly have. So, what do you hope people take away from this movie when they're done watching it? I mean, obviously, there's going to be some entertainment value in it, but is there is there anything special that they that they can take away or maybe recognize or open up their eyes to something that might help them? I think everyone has an individual experience of the movie based on you know what what they're going through, and um, I think there's just a, a very deep, authentic story here that will translate to a lot of different people. I can't like pinpoint one thing. Uh, in particular, except for, of course, the main storyline. Um, but, yeah, I think um, it, it's so individual. Um, it's, it's hard to pull out anything other than the main storyline at this point. Absolutely. Um, um, yeah, I think it just, it just has the potential to translate to a lot of people. So I'm very, very excited. Well, I'm excited about this, too. And obviously, it's going to be playing on Saturday April 20th at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, and it's going to be uh, an amazing thing, and I hope that people are going to be able to watch this. Now, um, are you going to be doing any live tweeting? Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I love that. That 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 brings the movie just that much more excitement because people can actually talk to you about it. They can ask questions but they don't understand things. I love when you guys do that. So tell everybody uh, your handle for Twitter so they can definitely tune in. If they aren't following you, they will follow you so they can uh, maybe ask you some questions. Oh, great. Um, yes, I'm at Karen Holness. Uh, very simple. Um, that's where you'll find me. Just, just uh, exactly my name, Karen Holness. Do you have any other websites or anything uh, out there or anything else that you want people to follow you on, see what else you got coming up? Because it looks like you've got yeah, a lot of cool things coming up here in the near future. Yeah, yeah, very exciting uh, uh, next couple of months. Um, um, uh, let's see. Sorry, I am just going to make sure I'm not giving you the wrong thing. So, yeah, everything's pretty much Karen Holness um, with Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I also do have a website <clears throat> that is KarenHolness.com. I try to keep it simple, you know. Absolutely. Um, let's see. What else have we got here? Um, the... Uh, uh, very excited about um, working on a film, uh, Always Be My Maybe, with Randall Park, written by Randall Park and Ali Wong. And it's a star-studded cast with Keanu Reeves, um, Karen Sony. Um, yeah, so very excited for that to come out. It's going to be um, open, um, airing on Netflix in May. And uh, later in the year, we're going to have a feature film uh, called The Art of Racing in the Rain, starring Milo Venti-Miaglia. Wow. Uh, I think I said that wrong. <laughs> and Kevin Costner. Um, yeah, so a uh, very exciting um, year of releases. And, of course, The 100 airs April 30th, and you can catch me in episode three. <laughs> 
Oh, Karen, this has been so much fun. Do you believe it? It's been almost a, almost uh, twenty five minutes, and we're we're just. I could talk to you all day. This is you're 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 a blast to talk to, and I'm really glad that you were able to oh, come yeah, on here and talk yeah. to me about this kind of stuff, and and you know keep me interested and and get everybody else interested in this movie. So once again, guys, that is going to be Saturday night at ten p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Lifetime. You're not going to want to miss this. You're going to want to DVR it if you can't make it. And I'm sure if you're there, she's going to love to hear your feedback on the, on the movie as well. And Karen, thank you for coming on and having some fun with me. Uh, this has been a blast. Oh, my pleasure, Jason. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And guys, we have one more interview coming up here in just a little bit, but we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, I have more. I promise you're not going to want to miss it. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back after this. Do you love horror? The strange and unusual fantasy creatures are urban legends. Do you want to step inside a dream or nightmare? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should check out internationally exhibiting artist Jason Dowd and his award-winning photographic collections by visiting www.imaginationartstudios.com. Get inside his mind and experience his inner weird. <laughs> This is Jen Lowy from Days of Our Lives, and you're listening to AME Radio Show. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Our second guest for the for today's show is on the line right now. And as you know, we're talking about a brand new Lifetime movie called My Mom's Letter from Heaven. And as I said before, this has a very special meeting for me, too. And today we have the second guest on. Uh, her name is Chris, uh, Cindy Busby. She plays Libby, An- Libby Ash on this movie. And you've seen her in a bunch of other things. You've seen her on Supernatural, The Vampire Diaries, The Big Year, Hallmark, Cedar Cove, somewhere between... And so much more. And she's been doing a lot of stuff. And she's going to be here talking to us, to you, about her character, the movie, from her perspective, and a lot more. So welcome to the show, Cindy. How are you doing tonight? Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm doing really well. Thank you. Oh, I'm doing fantastic. And I'm just glad I get to speak to you guys about this uh, this movie. I, I mean, I, I, I really became a big fan of Lifetime about maybe seven years ago when my wife really started watching wow, them. Wow, that's awesome. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't know that they were so incredibly done, you know, and I, th- I love that, I love the fact that a lot of these movies are, 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 you know, they're dramas, but they're based upon stuff that could really happen in real life. So you're sitting there watching that and it's like, yeah. ooh, ooh, that could really happen. I, yeah. I, I could feel this. It's not like, it's not like watching any yeah. of these horror movies where they're getting slashed up or something like that. I mean, nothing's mm-hmm. going to come from anybody else's dream and slash you up, but this stuff can really happen. <laughs> and, you know, and I think that's what's scary yeah. about it sometimes, but. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, you know, they've, they've taken a, a type of storytelling that people really enjoy, and uh, and yeah, people have really grown attached to, and, and I think it's pretty awesome. And you've been on a couple of other Lifetime movies before, haven't you? That's right, yeah. I uh, I was just on a Lifetime movie called uh, The Killer Downstairs, which just premiered, I believe, in January, and uh, yeah, I've done several in the past, but that was the most recent. What's it like working with Lifetime and, and having your stuff on Lifetime? Do you, have you gotten a good feel for the network and, and what they're about? And do you like working with them? I do. I really love working with them. I just did um, another movie in January called Web of Dreams, which will be coming out, um, I believe, sometime this summer. It's uh, based on a V.C. Andrews book. But uh, I really love working with them. You know, it, it's easy. They, they take really great care of their actors and their crew and, um they just create stories that are, are nice and dramatic, you know. Um, it's it's nice to watch. It kind of takes you away from your everyday life, and it makes you think, and it, it kind of puts you on the edge of your seat. And, 
I don't know, it takes you on a nice adventure, and sometimes it can be a little bit scary. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's kind of why we like to watch TV and we like to watch movies. Is we just kind of like to escape our everyday life, and, uh, and I think Lifetime's done a really great job at doing that. You know, it's like what I love about Lifetime movies, too, is that it's when you come home and you had a really bad day, you can turn on Lifetime or you can turn on any time, any daytime drama and say, my God, at least my life wasn't as bad as that, where everybody's backstabbing you and stuff like that. And, and you know, crazy problems. So, yeah, that's what that's great. You can you can just drift away, <laughs> feel better about your bad day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like any any movie, you know, there's usually things that are going to happen. You're like, oh, no, I wish this, I certainly hope this never happens to me. And of course, you know, the chances of that are very slim. But it's just kind of nice to to watch. And like I said, it's it's uh, it's storytelling. It's it's fun. It's dramatic. It's it's edge of your seat. And I yeah, I, I enjoy performing in it because as an actor, that's that's some really fun stuff to work with. Absolutely. So tell me about yourself. How did you get into being an actress? What was uh, what was one of those things that just said, "Wow, that's something I want to do," and, and you decided to pursue it? Was it a was it something that you watched? Was it just uh, you love to tell stories? Uh, did somebody get in get you yeah. into it? I think I think just growing up, it, it's one of those things that was always in me. You know, I, I was recently talking to my mom about this, and she was like, "You know, ever since you were a kid, that's just like what you wanted to do." I was just so compelled with watching television and movies and, and I grew up in a, in a home where my father and me and my brother would watch movies all the time and we would re-watch the same movies over and over and I would memorize each and every character's lines and I just love like just kind of saying the lines as the actors would say them on TV and there's just something from the get-go I was just really intrigued about and I think at the end of the day it was just about yeah like you said telling story and really um bringing to life humanity because I think at the end of the day that's what you know movies and television are about it's about recreating sides of humanity that we love that we hate that we're intrigued about that we're saddened about and I I love to be able to show that in you know different scenarios and different storylines and I I love to make people feel and I, I feel compelled by it and I feel really passionate about exploring humanity and the psychologies of it and I yeah, I think it's just always been kind of in me for some reason. You know, some people say they're kind of just born to do something, and I think that's kind of how I feel about acting. <laughs> well, you know, TV had a little bit of an impact on me too, but not quite to the point of going out and being a, an actor. I've, it's something I've always right. wanted to try, but, you know, when when I was little, I no matter where I went in the room, it looked like those guys' eyes were always looking at me, like like they were moving with me in the room, and it freaked me out. And then I realized right. it was just because of the fact that the that the TV was was oblonged, you know, and and so it, in in convex, mm. so it, it it seemed like it moved the picture with you. So it completely blew me away when I got older. So I I was disappointed, but I wanted to learn how to do that, and that's kind of what got yeah. me into being behind the scenes, the cameras and the stuff and the stuff like that. However, I got completely blown out when I realized it was when the flat screens came out. I realized it didn't happen anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, bubble yeah, bursted, yeah, but that's okay. Easily your bubble can be popped, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm glad but that you like the film. It's not an easy industry, but it's definitely worth it if you can make it happen, you know? That's true. And that's why I like to t- I like to hear people's stories because, you know, you've gone through it. You know it's tough. You've probably he- heard a lot of no's. Mm-hmm. You've heard a lot of yeses along the way. You know yep. it's a struggle. And this is where people that it bothers me because I know that they can, they can live up to their dreams if they just pursue it and you got to have that passion to keep going through it. Um, and sometimes I give up and I've seen some amazingly talented people give up because they just didn't think it was their, their calling because they ha- they hit a couple of roadblocks. Yeah. So, you know, stories like yours yeah, and other people that have done it can, can inspire those people to just keep trying. Well, thank you. And I, I appreciate you saying that. It's, um, I, I definitely didn't have anyone, you know, pave the way for me or anything. And, and of course, when, and if that happens for you, then, hey, take that road, you know, like if you can have an easier road, why not? But I, I'm grateful for all of the hard work I've done and, and the incredible people I've met along the way who've helped me. And, and, you know, I, I really think it's about working hard and I, it's, kind of like the 10,000 hour rule you know you to get to a certain spot it's not about when you think it's going to happen it's about everything aligning together and 
it happening when it's kind of meant to and when you're ready for it. Mm -hmm. And for some people, that happens sooner, but it can also end sooner. And some people work longer to get there, but then it's sustainable, you know? So I, I just think it's, it's uh, just keep at it because it, everything and anything is possible. It's just a matter of time. That's true. It is, and you just gotta have that. Yeah. You gotta have that that thing burning inside of you to keep going. Because you know anything anything yeah. that's too easy in life usually isn't worth it in the end. And you, and I've learned that a lot from some things that I just had yeah. just given to me, and it just was like. You know, I, I lost the love for it, but the things I really worked for and it was really hard to get to, it just meant more in the end to me. I mean, that may not be the same for exactly. everybody. For me, I think it is. And you know what? If, if it's not that particular thing you thought you were chasing all along, sometimes something that you never even thought of comes along, you're like, actually, this is what I want. And, and maybe you were chasing that thing to begin with because it was going to lead you in that particular direction that you that's never right. even thought of. And, and I think that that's like the magic of it all. And, and at the end of the day, you know, it's not just even about your own persistence and work, but it's also about the incredible support system around you as well. Like I, I wouldn't be anywhere without all the great people around me and my family and my friends that really support me and are there for me when I fall and are there when I'm succeeding. So that's, a lot of it too and I would never take away from that as well because I wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for you know all those people as well <laughs> that's true and you know what what yeah. a what a great way to segment into the into the movie that you're doing here because that obviously got you to these yeah. parts where you're actually doing some of the stuff and you know this movie is so amazing. I read I read the 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 plot of it. I, I kind of know how the movie's going to end, and I'm not going to tell anybody because I want everybody to go out there and watch it. And it's hard because yeah, I really want to do it. it. Um, but in your words, tell everybody what you think the movie what's the movie about in your in your terms and your uh, vision of it. Um. Well, my vision of it is, um, you know, life is a tumultuous place and it's a place of great triumph and great loss and through the loss um, comes great triumph and successes but you know to to get there sometimes it's a little bit tough and, and we kind of have to figure out our own journeys and and this movie is about you know love and redemption and growth and coming back together and you know my, it uh, we all have had family members who have gone too soon or who have passed away from an illness and and it's kind of the aftermath of that because oftentimes we see, we're really affected by you know that per person being sick and what that person is going through but sometimes it's about really the people that are left behind that we really have to focus on because those are the ones that have to pick up the pieces and where do they go once that person is gone and what happens to them and and it's kind of bringing a family together and and them finding each other again after loss and I, I just think that's a beautiful thing because we can all relate to that and we've all lost someone and been in a moment of like where where do I go from here what do I do and you know it's it's feeling the emotions and <laughs> I was watching a preview of the movie and I was I mean I was crying just watching it and I'm in it you know but it's just because I know what it's like and it's humanity at its most raw and it's most vulnerable and and uh, I just but I also think that's such a beautiful thing to see humanity go through the darkness and come right around to the light and I yeah I, I just I'm I'm really excited about the movie I am too and you know I told I told the story on the last uh, segment that I was talking with um, with Karen about and I'll tell it again because in case anybody missed it, they could yep. hear it. Uh, but I had the same thing happen to me, kind of. And what ended up happening was in 1998, I went up to Connecticut. And I was visiting my grandparents. And um, I, I was, uh, right before I was getting ready to leave and come back to, to uh, Florida here, she brought me back into her bedroom. And she goes, look, Jason. She goes, I'm not... I'm not doing good. She goes, you know it. And she had a heart attack in 88 and, and I, we were lucky to have her as long as we did. And she mm -hmm. goes, um, I'm not doing very good. And she goes, this is probably the last time we'll see each other, you know? And she goes, I want you to know that behind that little picture of your, of you on my, uh, bureau, I wrote a letter to you and she goes, there's some money in there. And she goes, when, if something happens to me, I want you to go in there and grab that because it has a special message that I have, I want to give to you. And, you know, the mm -hmm. funny thing is, is that 
I really, I, I completely forgot about it. And when I went up, when she right. passed away, she passed away in 1999. So we went up for her funeral. I forgot about it and I left. Biggest mistake I ever made. And um, it, it haunted me and haunted me and haunted me. So it ended up coming around that my grandfather passed away. I went up in 2008 and I talked to my grandfather and he said, you know, she doesn't yeah. do stuff like that. So he wouldn't let me in the room to get the letter. I think he, I think he went and was looking through the backs of everything, but um, it ended up being where he passed away in 2008, uh, it, uh, this this past November. And when I got all the pictures back, there it was. And I was like, wow. Wow. You know, the, to me, that's that's that is so cool. That's priceless. And and that's why I think this movie is yeah. so special because this happens, and sometimes we forget about it, or sometimes it's not even a letter designed directly to us. Sometimes it's just a letter that we didn't even know existed, and it just makes everything yeah. so put it into perspective and I think that's that's very special and I, I love that this movie captures that yeah and I also think you know there's something really cool I I truly believe in, in things happening for a reason and you know kind of a bit of divine intervention and and I think sometimes particular things like that happen because mm -hmm. that's the particular moment it's meant to happen so you were meant to find that letter not 10 years ago but you know, the day you found it, because that's the day you needed to hear those things. And you that's needed right. to, and where you would have really taken the words and, and really absorbed them. Whereas sometimes in particular moments of our life, we take things for granted. And, um, I think that that's kind of a cool thing about this movie too, is, you know, the letter, um, comes in hand at a, and at a moment where the family needs it most. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's, and that's pretty cool. Now, in your belief, you know, I don't. Everybody has different religious beliefs and different yeah. different perspectives on this. But when stuff like that happens, do you really believe that that is your family member reaching out to say something to you, and and you know, by accident? I mean, I do. I I do. I don't. I don't believe in. I I, I believe in things like I said happening for a reason, and and you know, angels looking out for us and having guides around us you know, watching over us and and the divinity, whatever that may be, because at the end of the day, whatever you believe, it's it's all it's all just divine and, and love and that kind of thing and, and the form of God, if you will. And uh yeah, I do believe in that. I think it's a beautiful thing. It's it's magical and I it makes me excited to believe in that. So I, I think that's cool. Now in this particular movie you played a uh you played Libby Ash. Tell me a little bit about this character and what made you want to play her. Uh, well, from the get-go, the reason I wanted to play her was because I really wanted to work with Michael Scott again, which is the <laughs> director. Um, we'd worked together on Date My Dad, which I um, shot about uh, a little over two years ago now. And... Um, and then I would say I really wanted to work with Barry Watson as well, which I'd also worked on Date My Dad. So that was initially, you know, the the what caught my attention. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I was sent the script, I I wanted to do it because it was a role I'd never done before. It was incredibly uh, emotionally challenging, and to play someone who has a terminal illness and who has a daughter that she's going to be leaving behind. It's just, I, I was reading the script and my eyes were just, I couldn't help but be emotional and I was crying. Like, I couldn't help but, to, like, you know, my tears were coming out. And, and I just, I had to be part of it because I, you know, I've lost people in my life um, from terminal illnesses and I just wanted to share a beautiful story with people and, and at the end of the day, you know, jobs come along and you're like, oh, this is going to be a blockbuster or, you know, it's going to be a good paycheck or whatever. But then there's a lot of opportunities that come along that you just want to be a part of because it means something to you and it and evokes emotion. And as soon as I read a script, if I feel something, I want to be a part of it because if I feel it, then as soon as it's going to be brought to life through, you know, the art of acting and interpretation, then people will be able to watch it and and. I can't, like, I just knew it was going to be awesome. And Barry Watson's performance in this movie is so good. I'm just so proud of him. Like, he brought his A game. He shows so much vulnerability, and it's just, it's really beautiful to watch. 
I bet, and that's one of the reasons I'm ex- I'm excited to see it. And this is not your typical um, lifetime film, you know. I mean, so, sometimes they do stuff like no. this, but this is this is kind of out of their comfort zone a little bit too. And I think that's what makes it even more uh, interesting to to want to watch it and and see how see how they did yeah. it and and stuff. Now, have you seen the movie yet? Yeah. So I I um I requested to to have a uh, kind of a you know a little screener, if you would. Um, it wasn't like the, the completed, 100% completed movie, but, uh, yeah, I did watch it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, like, get your Kleenex out because you're definitely <laughs> going to need it. But, um, I think it's, it's a beautiful thing and it's not like a, you know, a sob story. It's, it's actually like a really uh, uplifting story, a, a story that comes full circle and, and especially a story about a father and a daughter, which I feel like you don't see a lot on television. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of like mother, son, mother, daughter things, but there's a lot of single dads out there who are struggling to take care of their children without a, 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 a wife or a partner. And I just think that that's um, a niche and a, an aspect of storytelling that's not kind of like shown enough on television. So I, I really think that that's, that's cool that, um, that we're, we've been able to do that in this movie. Mm-hmm. Was it it was it everything that you expected it to be, or was it changed a little bit to to maybe sh- give you a couple little uh, like wow, I can't believe they did they it turned out like this. Yeah, I mean, of course, when you read a script, it's it's going to be according to like your your own life experience, you know, your own imagination that you're going to kind of see certain things, but uh, like differently. But if anything. It's better than what I thought it would. I thought it would be. I uh, I was definitely. I was I was very happily surprised with a lot of a lot of things. Um, specifically, the cinematography of the movie I think is so beautiful. Like the lighting and the moodiness of the movie is really great because you know lighting and moodiness of a movie is is really a character in itself, and and that doesn't get as much credit as it should sometimes mm-hmm. and I think the performances in the direction was just like was on point and raw and real it wasn't you know people just faking it like everyone's really living it <laughs> <laughs> which is which is why you're really it's it's even more fun to watch because you you get drawn in immediately when you see that openness in a performance yeah now it's airing this weekend. Um, are you going to be yeah. doing any live tweeting or anything like that about uh, with this movie? Yeah. So, I've, well, I've already, you know, on Instagram, I've already been promoting it. Um, I am shooting something else right now, so I'm, I'm, you know, doing that as as much as I can in the free moments that I have. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I will be live tweeting as much as I can. Um, that's why I wanted to also get um, a, a viewing ahead of time because I'm in Canada right now, so I. I wouldn't be able to watch it live, <laughs> right? But I will be I will be participating as much as I can on the day with the fans and leading up to it. I'll be you know posting little tidbits, little uh, pictures here and there, and uh, yeah. I'm, and most importantly, I'm just really looking forward to hearing feedback and hearing what people thought of the movie and and uh, just you know the the reaction from everybody. So what's your Twitter handle? What's your Instagram that everybody can follow you on if they aren't are already following you so they can uh, they can join in on the on the fun? Yeah, so um, everybody can follow me on Twitter and, and or Instagram, uh, which is the same name. It is Cindy, C-I-N-D-Y underscore Busby, B-U-S-B-Y. Um, and that's Twitter and Instagram. And before I go, i got to ask you a question because I know that you know, the, this thing was founded in a book. Now, I have seen some amazing things that come out of books, you know, that I bought at used bookstores. And I've seen also where there was a guy that went to a, a um, uh, was a, a, a tag sale and got this piece of art that they liked. And when they went to change the frame, they realized that there was a piece of art on top of the art, which actually happened mm. to be a real life, true to life Van Gogh. It was not a duplicate. Yeah. And he made millions. So does the, after seeing a movie like this, does this make you want to go through stuff a little bit more and see what <laughs> treasures you might actually find? Um, it definitely, the idea sounds really great to me. <laughs> because I do love, you know, going through things. And I love the idea of mostly. But I'm also someone who kind of, 
gets bored of that really quick. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'd probably go to like a thrift store and wait, look around for five minutes and be like, okay, bye. <laughs> and then probably, I'd probably be the person who'd be like, dang it, I was there yesterday. could have got that, but I missed out on it. That's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! But uh, yeah, I think those stories are so cool, and like, it's just—I don't know. There's just so ma- so much magic in the world, and I'm—I'm I'm just so fascinated by it. And it's really cool that someone had that happen to them, that found this letter in a book, and was able to find the person it belonged to and and give it to them. And I just—I just think that's, uh, that's that's the beauty in the world, you know. It's all these little moments. That is true. Well, Cindy, we are running out of time. I would, I'm so thankful you were able to come on here and talk. I had a great time, and uh, I love. I, I cannot wait to see this movie. I can't wait to see how it turns out. And uh, you know, I thank you for for doing stuff like this and keeping us all entertained and forgetting about our lives for just a little bit. And uh, hopefully, yes. we'll be able to get you back on here in the future with some of the new stuff that you got coming out. Absolutely. Thank you so much, and I, I'm uh, really looking forward to hearing what everyone thinks of the movie. And uh, I'm really proud of it. So um, enjoy, and thanks for having me. You're welcome. And guys, again, it is airing on Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Lifetime. Don't miss it. If you can't stay up and you're tired, I get it. It's the weekend. DVR it. And or if you're traveling or anything else, DVR it. You're gonna want to. You're not gonna want to miss this. And we're gonna take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have more. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. I promise. Jason Dowd of Imagination Art Studios is proud to announce the release of his steampunk collection, which is currently on tour across the country. There you will see beautiful handmade masks from Venice, Italy, that accentuate beautiful women to create amazing stories and feelings to those who visit the collection. Each photo series has a theme, mask, authentic props, and beautifully elaborate outfits, all collaborated in the mind of Jason Dowd to create the right emotion and feeling. The masks come from a shop at Epcot at the Italian Pavilion, where all these photos are on display for you to see. This is one of the biggest accomplishments of his career, having his work at Disney. Come see the beautiful first release of the series, which includes Distressed Dancer, Spanish Serenade, The Pied Piper, and Reaching for the Czars. You can see them in person or online at www.imaginationartstudios.com. For more information, visit the website. Again, it's imaginationartstudios.com. Our Facebook is Imagination Art Studios. Twitter is at Dow Studios. And Instagram is at Jason Dow. Come and be mesmerized by the masks and the stories behind them. Hey, this is Marshall Hilton. You're listening to AME Radio with your host, Jason. Kick butt, Jason. Welcome back, everybody. We're about ready to close out the show. I can't believe it's been an hour already, but I had a lot of fun. Our guests had a lot of fun, and I know they enjoy talking to you, and I hope that you will go out and check out this brand-new movie that's coming out on Lifetime tomorrow night, uh, Saturday, 420 at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And again, it is Easter. You know, I almost forgot it was Easter. I I don't even know what day or time it is anymore. That's just kind of how I've been living my life, just kind of floating around in, in the atmosphere, just saying, yay, I'm here. Well, that's exactly what's happening here, and I didn't realize it was Easter, but that's okay because uh, everybody else did, so we're still going to be able to eat. That's good. That's always a good thing, and uh, we'll definitely have some fun this weekend, and I'm going to take the—this the, is going to be the first Saturday I've really taken off in a long time, and I'm really looking forward to that. And then next Saturday, uh, we are going to be in Orlando with our friend uh, Glenn and Debbie and their daughter Ashley. We're going to be celebrating their her uh, Ashley's birthday, and they're coming down to uh, from New Jersey. So I always have a lot of fun with those guys. They are, you know, we we get in some crazy stuff, and I, I it's, it's just a lot of fun to be able to do that. And I miss them. You know, I get to see them twice a year, and I'm really thankful for that. So I cannot wait to see what type of stuff we're going to get ourselves into the next weekend. So we'll uh, I'll give you some updates about that when we get back for sure. You can guarantee on that. And on the last note, I'm really shocked that the Tampa Bay Lightning had their absolutely best year that they've ever had in a regular season, and they blew it in the postseason. So they had their worst, their best regular season and their worst postseason in their entire history in the same year. Go figure. So they got eliminated four straight games to the Columbus Blue Jackets. They lost 7-2 to two in Game 4. 
Um, I don't know what to say. I really don't know what to say. But we'll see how that how that's coming along because uh, we're almost into the second round of that. All right, guys, we will be back again tomorrow and every weekend, uh, Friday, every Friday and Saturday. You can hear us on AMFM two four seven every Friday at ten p.m. and every Saturday at seven p.m. at five p.m. Eastern Standard Time. AMFM two four seven dot com, WKLAP dot com every Friday at eleven a.m. and every Saturday at seven p.m. You can also find us on Radio Love every Saturday night nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also find us on iHeart, iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker, and PhoenixBroadcasting dot com on demand. We will see you again tomorrow night with more great guests and fun. And until then, good night, everybody. That's the end. We're done. Calm down, people. Calm down. Okay, that's it.